to grow on the go i remember to say all the right things in sequence that time lately i've been like like we're new at this yeah only season seven seven. yeah yeah i was i was but a child when we began um (laughs) me too yeah Uh, i'm I'm 30 now that's so many years anyway um i have a story that i just wanted to share that happened to me today um and, and I'm so grateful that I have a platform that I can share this story because I don't totally know who I would tell if I didn't tell. <laughs> if you didn't tell the however many <laughs> listeners we have. The entire greater Toronto. Sure, yeah, the GTA. Uh, yeah. And, and half of New York. And, yeah, and, you know, and, whoever and else. the internet at large. Yes. Um, so I, I was in some leadership training with the other managers at my uh, work today. And it, it was an all-day session, so we took occasional breaks. And so um, during one of these breaks, we, we went to the bathroom. Well, several of us did. It wasn't like a group activity. But um, <laughs> there were two toilets in the women's washroom. And I went into one, and someone else went into the other one. And I sat down, and I, I did what I needed to do. Um, and before I had a chance to uh, proceed with the next steps with like toilet paper and all of that, the person in the stall next to me flushed. And uh, <laughs> I guess when you flush one toilet in this bathroom, the other one does kind of the opposite. <laughs> it's like a bidet. It's like a bidet, except with dirty water. <laughs> and it was it was quite shocking, first of all. It was like I became aware that I was speaking. I don't know that I could recreate it, and I won't bother because this is an audio uh, situation, but I, I became quite aware that I was making an interesting face. <laughs> so then I just had so much more cleanup to do than I otherwise would have had to do. I filled the toilet, and then it just gave it right back to me. And I was like... I, I think I'm beginning to wonder or to, to understand why you were wondering who you would ever share this I with. I know. I was so here to sharing with hundreds I of just, strangers. It was so funny. And I needed other people to know. <laughs> like, what? You know, like, I felt like I was being pranked. What is happening? <laughs> God, like a butt wash. It was so awful and so cold. It was brutal. And then I just had to walk back into a meeting like I had just <laughs> engaged in the most in- strange bathroom experience I've ever had. Okay, well, don't you feel better now? I feel better. Okay, good. I can't carry this burden alone. So beware. It takes hundreds of people to carry your burdens. <laughs> this is a lot to deal with. I, I've been using toilets for 30 years. Well, almost Probably less than thirty, but uh, yeah, yeah, you were you were not toilet trained the day you were born. That's, That's embarrassing. Sure. How dare you? Um, but really, you're embarrassed <laughs> by that after what you just shared. But um, yeah, it, it it just I've never had a toilet do that before. <laughs> Imagine my surprise, and, I, and there wasn't a thing I could do about it. So I just had to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting 
the worst kind of bidet experience. It's bad enough when you're not expecting it. But then it's not even clean. It's so bad. Okay, thank you for listening to my story. I just okay. wanted to share that with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we actually do have a, a topic. A topic. Yeah, but I just, it happened and I was like, Mom and I are podcasting tonight. This would be a good story for the podcast. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. Holly, Matt, it's up to you whether you wear this or not. Well, we're laughing. <laughs> True. Okay. Okay. Anyway, right. on to the actual podcast. So we're going to talk about the creativity of wisdom. Okay. Are those two words you would normally see linked together? I was wondering if we were going to try to tie it into my story, and I was like, I did not feel creative or wise in that moment. <laughs> no. Are you done? Are you done with your story? I get. I will never be done with that story. <laughs> okay. I will dine out on that. Okay. For, Can we move for on? For decades though? to come, but for for the sake of the podcast, yes. Okay, excellent. So, wisdom is often thought of as the ability to make good decisions or solve messy problems, but it is so much more than that. According to the Bible, we are to make getting wisdom the priority of our lives. Proverbs 8.11 says, For wisdom is far more, more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with it. Nothing we could gain or want is as valuable as wisdom. Right? So Bill Johnson, in his book, The Way of Life, says this, Seeking wisdom is what releases the blessing of God in all the other areas of life, whether health, finances, position and title, or the beauty of meaningful relationships – all are enhanced and enabled through our prioritized pursuit of wisdom. You may be thinking, well, okay, but I thought our priority should be following Jesus. Well, according to 1 Corinthians 1.30, Jesus is wisdom personified. Here's how the verse goes. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Now, I know you'll enjoy this. Thank you. As a feminist, wisdom is always spoken of with feminine pronouns. Wisdom is a girl. Okay? Mm-hmm. With you. And Jesus is wisdom. Yeah. Jesus was a man when he lived on the earth, but he or she, also expresses himself as feminine wisdom. Yeah, this is something I've I've talked about before. Mm. Jesus was a man, um, but Jesus was also God, mm-hmm. and God is not male or female. Um, but rather the fulfillment of both. Yeah, truly the best of, of any gender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I... Mm. I I still refer to God as a he, just because that's what I'm used to. But mm. God does not have a biological gender. God doesn't have biology, to my knowledge. <laughs> right. Um, a physical body, at least yeah. not one that we would not, recognize. Yeah not, yeah, not one that we have the science to understand. Right. Yeah, not one that obeys the laws of anything, uh, I would of, imagine. Of humanity. Yeah. 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 So, what does it mean to pursue wisdom? Well, I think it means to follow Jesus, who is wisdom. It means we embrace a relationship with him where we start to see the world through his eyes. That's a natural thing that happens when we live closely with someone, right? 
I mean, your husband, Scott, thinks differently about women's rights now than he used to because mm -hmm. he spent a lot of time with you, right? Mm -hmm. Not that he was like a terrible misogynist. No, no. Previously, he wasn't let a me be clear. It's just a lot of men, before they're exposed to someone who speaks openly and passionately about about gender inequity, um, just don't don't know what they don't know. Well, and I think that's true for any group that has experienced abuse. Right. I I haven't spent my life fighting for black rights. No. I don't I mean not not that I doubt that it's needed. Yeah. I just don't I haven't been exposed to the issues yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Right? You have privilege that makes it easy for you to accidentally overlook yeah, those things. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's that's what we typically do. So can you think of something you've adjusted your thinking about as a result of seeing his perspective? Um Scots or gods? Uh, Scots. <laughs> um, or anyone, any one particular person you've been exposed to that has opened your mind to mm, new perspective. Definitely the way I think about or speak about people um living in addiction. Um, mm, yeah. Just because substance in general was not a thing in our house um, when I was a kid. And so it became really easy to other people yeah. who did drink or smoke or do any kind of drugs as like... And to not recognize that as an addic like addiction. As, uh, a as disease. an illness. And yeah. also something that like... Like I know a person who loves Jesus got into a motocross accident, ended up an opioid addict, mm -hmm. and, like, mm -hmm. never would have been on that trajectory, but, and, and is, is, is out of not actively living in that addiction anymore. But, um, but I wasn't exposed to stories of people I considered to be godly struggling with addiction. Yeah. Um, or substance in general when, when I was a kid. So right. it's taken me a while to figure out like, oh, it doesn't make you a bad person or even a weak person. It makes you ill. Right. And I think that, um, you know, anytime <clears throat> we kind of get to know someone who knows things we don't know, we their knowledge, if, if it's an intimate relationship, mm -hmm. that rubs off on us and mm -hmm. what they care about rubs off on us and that's that's what happens to us as we begin to pursue wisdom by following Jesus we get to know him and we start to understand his values his strategies and one of the ways that wisdom is expressed that interests me as a cultural creative creative you are also a cultural creative hooray is that wisdom in the person of Jesus was with God on day one of creation John begins his biography of Jesus with these words. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed. So the word is a he, mm -hmm. meaning Jesus. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. Just a little late reading. It, it is a little dense to get through. Um, Okay, now compare this with Proverbs 8. We read this. Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as she under as hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, 
she cries aloud. So all through this chapter, it's wisdom speaking. Mm -hmm. And then it's in verse 29, she continues to describe creation. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. And so my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. So now we might see wisdom as boring. <laughs> like wisdom, I don't know, it just seems like old and wise, long white beard, the yeah, whole thing. Owls. Yeah, and and determined to stamp out our fun, right? But wisdom is joyful and creative, and it produces joy in us. Bill Johnson said it this way. Wisdom seems to model excitement for life itself, for it always anticipates the heart of God being manifest in any given situation. Wisdom always perceives God's purpose and design and works to demonstrate it clearly. So it seems logical to me that if wisdom is the architect of creation, she must inspire creative expression in the people who pursue her. Now, I realize not everybody is artistic or musical, but everyone who has a relationship with Jesus can express otherworldly wisdom through being creative. It's about allowing the life of Jesus to touch the mundane. So <clears throat> I hope you can think of an example of this in your own life. But while you're thinking, an example in my life that kind of surprised me in my doctor's exam room one day um, was that before she conducted her exam, she took my hand while she read a quote to me out of the inside of a pizza box, of all things. She brought the pizza box in She there? did. She did. <coughs> well, I think it was on her, her desk. Excuse me. And I don't remember the quote. It was quite long, but it was about the importance of touch. And she wanted me to hear it while holding my hand. She wanted me to learn something, but also to experience something that everyone needs and most people don't experience enough. Mm. She was sharing wisdom in a creative way. And come to think of it, so did the person who wrote the quote, <laughs> and also the guy who decided to print it in the inside of a pizza box. The creativity of wisdom turned an ordinary moment into a beautiful, memorable one. I'm sure I would never have remembered that doctor's visit if it hadn't been for that. Mm -hmm. I felt touched, pardon, pardon the pun, because she was touching me, but I also felt our soul's touch. And I felt like I was important in her eyes in that moment. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was the creativity of wisdom in that moment. Mm -hmm. I, this is non-specific, but I'm a huge believer in analogies. Um, I think mm. they are one of the best ways to explain virtually anything. You are your father's daughter. I am my father's daughter. The, um, the, the master of the word picture. Yeah. Yeah. I also, um, he has a lot of phrases he relies on quite frequently. One of them is the reality is, or at the end of the day, I use both of those. And now several of my coworkers use them quite frequently and their spouses make fun of them. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> jokes <laughs> on you. Um, but I find analogies are are imparting wisdom through creativity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, building a picture, something that could be quite complex, boiled down to something that is so approachable. Um, and, and the things that make me feel seen are when 
I have one friend who once described me as a storm in a teacup, um, which I think is really beautiful, mm-hmm. and also told me I love like an avalanche, Ooh, which I've... I think is so apt. It is. Um, and and so those things really resonate with me, and so those are those. That's kind of what I think of when we're talking mm-hmm. about. And of course, that's how Jesus chose to te- teach. Right? Yeah, absolutely. He it's good always, enough for him. It's good enough for me. I know. He always used word pictures and 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 boiled things down to uh, things that were common and yeah. relatable for people. Yeah. Well, creative wisdom is at play in the researcher who decides to try an experiment in a different way. It's seen in the teacher who searches for a unique way to make learning accessible and fun. It's in the mechanic who thinks about a problem outside the box. One of the most creative humans I've ever met has no artistic gifts as far as I know. He is now the CEO of an oil company, a big one. You would have heard of it. But because he thinks about things in such unique ways, he was marked very early in his career for bigger things, like in his 20s. Um, his company recognized, okay, this guy is going to be a leader in mm-hmm. our company. And and really, the best leaders invite imagination. If they don't, the creative people that they leave will abandon, and they'll abandon that environment, and they'll find an environment that encourages innovation. So no matter what we do, we can all express creative wisdom. Wisdom is always on standby, ready to create the will of Jesus here on earth. It's because of heavenly inspired wisdom that we experience creative earthly results. Wisdom wants all of us to look for better ways to complement our calling by prayerfully engaging God's limitless resources. If the way you did something in the past isn't working anymore, invite the Holy Spirit to help you reimagine it. Mm. Now that might be scary to some people, Um, You know, the idea of releasing control over what is in order to create something new, there there is risk in innovation. Not every contrarian idea is going to work. But if we ask God to inspire us, we can trust that he will work. He will inspire us. You know, in the tabernacle, which was basically the portable temple that the (laughs) Israelites took with them in the wilderness for those 40 years they spent there, When it was designed and built, the Holy Spirit specially partnered with specific artisans. In um, um, Exodus 35, we're told. Actually, do you want to do you want to read this? Do you have that available? Sure. Starting at 31. This is the New Living Translation. Uh, Before I do, Bezalel, Bezalel. I think it's Bezalel. Great. Let's go with that. The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master of every craft. And the Lord has given both him and... Oh, come on. Oh, Hiliab. Oh, Hiliab, son of Ahisamach. Uh, or uh, Hisamach, if sure. I'm going to lean go into some, some Hebrew, my approximation of Hebrew, of the tribe of Dan, that one I know, the ability <laughs> to teach their skills to others. The Lord has given them special skills as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. You That's- don't often think of the Holy Spirit 
enabling someone to create in such a tangible way, right? As an artist or an artisan. So you may be thinking, okay, well, that was a special case. And it was. It was a special case. Before then, before Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to live in every believer, only certain people were filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Only certain people had that privilege. But now, everyone who has a relationship with Jesus can be filled with the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and help us be creative. Now, I studied the history of art and architecture in college, and I found it interesting that cultures that were at peace and had access to adequate food and other necessities of life were the ones that really developed culture. They were the ones who produced art and instruments and currency and language. The cultures who struggled to survive either because of war or shortage of resources didn't produce much in the way of culture. They were just too busy trying to stay alive to compose or paint. <laughs> Fair, right? But that isn't the way it has to be. You've heard the phrase, necessity is the mother of invention. Well, it's true. The harsher the conditions we face, the greater the need to think outside the box. And I've seen so many examples of this as we've traveled in the developing world. I've seen jewelry made out of bullet casings and shrapnel. Oof. Yeah, amazing, right? Talk about redemption, turning something so ugly into something beautiful. I've seen, uh, or I haven't personally seen, but I know of belts and wallets and um, electronic cases being made out of bicycle inner tube tires, reprocessed. Intense adversity sometimes is what invites lavish creativity. I will say... The pieces of writing I've done that I love the most do not come from a particularly happy place. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'd like to see them. If we're wise, we will use our hard times to harness ingenuity. A perfect example of this, I think, is the speedy development of the vaccine to fight COVID. I mean, the world worked together and did something together creatively that normally would have taken years, if not decades. I absolutely believe that God was involved in that. I know I was praying for the rapid development of a vaccine, and I, I suspect a lot of our listeners were too. We're invited to tap into the wisdom and creativity of Jesus. We can go to him and explore his mind for new and imaginative thinking, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. I, I found a really interesting relationship in Scripture between wisdom and prayer that I want to explore a little bit here. So Proverbs 8.34, speaking of wisdom, says this, Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at the gates, waiting for me outside my home. Okay, so compare this to Matthew 7, speaking about prayer. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Okay, so Kevin, I need your help here. I want okay. you to read the first line of the Proverbs passage, and I'm going to read the first line of the Matthew passage, and then we'll do the second line the same way. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> so start, that's the keep on asking that I'm reading. Uh, joyful uh, are those who... Okay, so joyful are those who listen to me. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Watching for me daily at my gates... Keep on seeking and you will find. Waiting for me outside my home. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Neat. Okay, so 
Um, Jesus said to ask, wisdom invites us to listen. Jesus says to seek, wisdom says to watch. Jesus says to knock, wisdom says to wait at the door. Prayer is what gives us the ability to invent and innovate. Prayer is what helps us to access wisdom. Hmm. When we partner with our creator, our faith in him unleashes the creativity of Jesus and the wisdom to innovate for what matters to him. Things that bring what's right about heaven to bear on what's wrong about earth. If you're bored or stuck or you feel blocked from achieving your goal, pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom of creativity. I can't tell you how many times God has given me a really weird idea hmm. I would never have come up with on my own to solve a problem. I mean, one that comes to mind is to go look for your car after it was stolen. Yeah, that was weird. And you found it. In like <clears throat> 10 minutes. Yeah. As we were praying for God to direct us to your car. I yeah. Mean, um, I can think of so many things like that, that God just gifted me with with the answer just just out of love yeah it's like okay in the great scheme of things this isn't that important but I know it's important to you and yeah. I love you so here you go yeah here you go <laughs> this is for you okay but other times we're praying about something that seems really important and in those cases if no answer comes consider this maybe we're trying to solve the wrong problem Ask God to give you a desire to join your creativity with his mm -hmm. and employ it, uh, apply it rather to something that matters ultimately and eternally. So how, <clears throat> how do we know when um, God is, is using, when, when I guess we've tapped into that, um, how do we know when, some creative exploit has come from God. Do we just assume it always has? Um, you know what? I think that's a, there's a really individual answer to that for everyone who walks with God because mm. God's everyone's walk with God looks a little bit differently. And sure. I think God interacts with us as individuals. Yeah. But I know for me, there have been times where I get an idea so out of the blue, with mm -hmm. no train of thought leaving up, leading up to it. Yeah, usually you can kind of trace it back. Like I'm sitting on a plane, and I'm frustrated because there are women in my life that I love and care for, and I feel like I feel like our spiritual conversations have stalled, and I feel like God says to me right out of the blue, take them on a mission trip. Well, who does that? Yeah, who takes unsaved friends on a mission, on a trip, mission trip, right? Well, the long and short of that story is um, I did, and they came, and it was amazing how God opened doors mm -hmm. um, to spiritual conversations that were not encumbered by North American Christianity, but were seen through a pretty pure lens of people living with very little hope other than Jesus. Right. It was pretty cool. What a wonderful place to wrap up. Um, before we do go, I want to remind you to, um, if you enjoyed this, you'll probably enjoy a multitude of other Faith Strong Today podcasts. So mm -hmm. check them out there. Mm -hmm. You can also find us and any other Faith Strong Today podcast on uh, 
any platform, radio, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> any platform, uh, my Joy Radio, rather that I, you can get your normal, your Apple everyday podcast songs. But uh, in the meantime, that is it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst, and I'm Donna Carter, inviting you to grow on the go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com. 